N5, 4, 3, 2. Salt Lake City Puta. I'm so excited I added an early show Saturday. Get this. Management let me do a 4 p.m. show. Hot. <laughs> Just because my audience is parents. Um, and then Comedy Club on State in Madison, Jizz, Conson, October 26th through 28th. My goodness. And then comes Hollow Jeans. Also, buy my uh, Christina P's Perfect Red Lipstick. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. With me is Rachel Wolfson, one of my absolute favorites. Hi. Let's do your plugs at the top. She's going to be at the New York City Comedy Festival on November 5th and November 17th at Agua Caliente. Caliente. Is that how you say that? I'm sure. In Spanish. Hey, you just moved to Austin. I'm so pumped, yeah, dude. I love it. Fuck yeah. I never thought I would ever be living in Texas. Here I am. <laughs> That's how the world Life, is. Life, God laughs at your plans, not at your jokes. Right? Yeah. Isn't that wild? If mm-hmm. someone would have told me that, because I'm such a uh, diehard Angelino in my heart, yeah. I still am, I'd be like, fuck you, Texas. You're out of your mind. I know. And, you know, now I love it. Fully yeah. embedded. It's been a couple years. And I love it. Went to a school function this morning for my five-year-old. It's the... Um, they do like a fairy tale ball and the kids dress up as like princes and princesses. It was so is the, cute. Is the father there with the huge dick and the gray what? sweatpants? <laughs> is he there? That was an L.A. school. Oh, oh of yeah. course it was an L.A. It, school. They don't do that in Texas. Here it's actual gun in your pocket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And if your dick does show, the other dads will beat the fuck out of you. I love it. I love it, too. Yeah. Um, and today one of the moms was like, oh, it's your last it's our last fairy tale ball because our youngest are mm. in there. And she's like, aren't you sad? And I was like, no, not at all. I'm so ready to be out of <laughs> this time of their lives. You know, like I've, I've done, I've been, I just realized last night I've dealt with seven years of tantrums. Oh gosh. Seven years of tantrums and mommy is over dysregulation. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I just can't. Well, I have a cat, so I can't relate. <laughs> <laughs> You're totally getting it. Yeah. That. You're totally getting it. Do you think you'll have kids, Rachel? What do you think? Um, if that's in my if that's in my plans, you know, I yeah. I, I we'll see. You know. Yeah, we'll see. we'll see. Yeah, that's cool. It's good to keep your options open. I say delay it as long as you can. Yeah. I that's really did. My plan. Eleventh hour. It's my plan B, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, girl. <laughs> yeah, and you know it's funny, and this is going to be terrible, but it's actually kind of hard to get preggers. It's not. I mean, at least for there's only like four days a month where you kind of can. Uh-huh. So it's like weird when you stop the train on birth control and then you reverse the train on getting knocked up because you're like, oh, this shit's a lot harder. Actually, all those years I was like petrified. Yeah, and then. Yeah, but it's fine. I'm going to have to block out those four dates on my calendar. <laughs> I'm going to drink that whole time. <laughs> that's what you do, and that's how you get pregnant. Oh, you're right. That's what they you're say. You're right. 
Yeah, you can pee on a stick and it tells you when you're ovulating, and that that's how you know. Oh God. Any hoodles? I'm um, I'm so I'm so pumped to be here with you. You know, I was thinking about you and like, you and I were like troubled teens. Yeah. I'm I'm a tr- I'm a troubled adult. I <laughs> so am I. <laughs> it doesn't stop in your teen years. No, and um, but I'm sort of making like peace with with my teen years mm. now as a grown up because I think there's so much like shame and weirdness around being weird. Yeah. Right. Do you have that too? Where you're embarrassed, kind of, of who you maybe were. I was the kid. You know, I I definitely I felt like. Because I was a kid that was on ADHD medicine, so I'd have Oof. to leave the office to go take the pills and to come back. And I felt like all the other kids thought I was weird for that. Yeah. Because I was on pills. Well, how old were you when you got prescribed that? I was five. Shut up. Yeah. That's so young. Mm-hmm. And are you dyslexic too? Um, no, I'm not dyslexic. I just have ADHD. Yeah. Yeah. Because sometimes those go hand in hand, dyslexia mm-hmm. with ADHD, and like learning disabilities. Did you have anything else? Um, they're called learning differences now. <laughs> <laughs> You're uh, you're not retarded. You just learn differently. <laughs> I know you're fucking retarded, but yeah. it's cool to be retarded. Like, cause those dyslexic kids, they got other skills. You know, when it's cool you, now. Yeah, yeah. Growing up, they're like, oh god, don't let, sit next to her. She she's too hyper. She's too. So so you were five when like were you just bouncing off the walls? Off the walls. Talk about dysregulation. Like yeah. I couldn't sit still. I couldn't shut up. Not much different than now, but like yeah. as a kid, you know, especially as a girl, it's That's not true. common. It's more of like a boy thing to be like that. But so, so what did they? What was you were just ADHD as a five year old? Um, also, they uh, diagnosed me as ODD, which is oppositional defiant disorder, oh, yeah, yeah. which to me means I just don't like doing what you asked me to do. That goes hand in hand with AD, AD, yeah. ADHD. Yeah, mm-hmm. those are like the kissing cousins generally. Mm-hmm. That's gnarly, dude. That's a lot. Yeah. I um now I do know ADHD is genetic and but they say there's also a component to like if your parents are hyper anxious mm-hmm. that tends to go hand in hand with ADHD diagnoses. Were, were your parents like super anxious people? My dad has OCD and yeah. definitely my mom, you know. It's <laughs> on both it sides. There it is. So you were destined. We're for also it. Jewish, so like anxiety oh. is just in our bones, oh. you know. Jewish and yeah, OCD. So much. So There's so much. much going on there. Yeah. So are you still <laughs> on those meds? Like, do you still have to take ADHD? No, I'm not, I'm off those meds, but I was really popular during finals week. So <laughs> that's when I had friends, finals time. So uh, everyone was calling me. Focusing. Yeah. No, now I'm just, uh, I'm just on a mood stabilizer and an antipsychotic. So I feel <laughs> nothing here and here. <laughs> don't you hate that yeah i was on lexapro i it's funny because i'm just weaning off of it because mm-hmm. i needed it for postpartum depression and um yeah i'm like oh my genitals are kind of not yeah that's fucked up yeah but but like you're happy and you're not depressed i'm stoked yeah yeah at least that's how it feels <laughs> who, cares? <laughs> who cares if you can't feel your genitals not at all um but i'm weaning off of lexapro and i'm getting like brain pops did mm. you have do you have that did you ever have that brain pops and what does that sound what is brain that zaps it's like this thing where you're like Bleh. like you feel like that like your brain goes Bleh. i feel like i have like memory problems sometimes yeah like I I have, there's like do. gaps in my memory from my childhood because of all the medicines that i was for taking, sure you know yeah. You ever have people tell you about something you did when you were younger and you're like, oh, I absolutely do not remember <laughs> that. No, because nobody, nobody, my parents are both losers. You know what I mean? Like nobody's like, I remember that one time mm. you fought, you know, there's no yeah. fond memories. They're, one's dead and the other one doesn't. I was care. so hyper. I broke my cousin's bed by like jumping on, you know, <laughs> I was like, 
my uncle was so mad at me. Yeah. yeah. And he reminds you you're your shitty uncle. Well, like-, like that was something that like they brought up as I was an adult. And I was like, I'm sorry. I broke your furniture. Yeah. that That's one of those things where you're like, could you not remind me of yeah. how shitty I was? Yeah. My dad would always remind me of, of when I was like 13 and we went to Budapest and he's like, do you remember that time we went to the fancy restaurant and you dropped your ice cream and it made a big sound because it was in this beautiful glass and I dropped it and he was like, we were so embarrassed. He was holding on to that for so long. (laughs) I know. I'm like, you cunt. Like, you're going to remind me of an accident because he was embarrassed. I wasn't. I only was embarrassed because he was being a cunt about it. Yeah. You're like, Ew, don't remind me. Yeah, no thanks. Don't remind me. Um, anyway, so I did the Ed Milet. He's this great, like, motivational business guy. I did his podcast a couple years ago. And he said to me, he's like, Christina, you're always the the best person to help people that were like you when you were a teenager. So if you're like a mom and you're listening, you've got a teenager that wears a lot of black. <laughs> Yeah. Maybe listens to the cure and yeah. whatever and like is fucking depressed. Like, how can you help that kid? Like, what would you want someone to say to young Rachel? I was uh I was a Marilyn Manson. Oh, cool. And, so I, and then I would gel like my hair <laughs> super down, wear like baggy black shirts sure. and just, you know, baggy pants. What would I I tell so you? Hold on, let's go back to your aesthetic, your god, yeah. and then we'll do that second yeah. part. Because my aesthetic was I would go like Victorian era goth, like first kind of, I like the new wave first gen of it, velvet dresses, lace. And then I think the second, your second generation, I think, which is the Marilyn Manson, Mm -hmm. like you said, the baggy grunge. Yeah. I like that. Mm -hmm. I like that vibe. And then the steampunk thing. I'm I'm like, that's super gay with the goggles and like, I'm not interested in that. I had the emo swoop. Oh, I like the emo swoop. Yeah, yeah that's dope. Just and sad. The, you gelled your hair down. Oh, yeah. Gelled it. So it would be like kind of like how it is now, but just gel. <laughs> <laughs> it's hot. <laughs> you know. So rad. Yeah. So were you were a depressed kid? Uh, I was a depressed kid, but I was also an anxious kid. I, you know, I didn't even know what to be depressed about. Like, it was like strap in, you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> Just wait. I'm 15 now. It's not that bad, but yeah. yeah, I was. I guess I was emo. Yeah, you know, I didn't really have anything like. I I wasn't aware of anything. Like I, I guess I was depressed because I was living at home and my parents were really strict. Mm-hmm. So it was hard to have individuality. And I guess I found that through music and sure. You know, are you, are you an only child too? No, I have a sister. Is she cool? Like. She's cool. She's a lawyer, though. Oh, you know, no, not that she, cool. She's kind of cool. Kinda cool. <laughs> no, she's cool. Was she like perfect? Was she um, like you? Or was she, she was? It's not that she was perfect, but I guess I was like the rough draft, and she was the final copy. Got you. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Wait, sorry. She's older than you. Younger. Oh, younger. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The first kid's always the the burnt pancake. I'm the experimental. Yeah. Child. Yeah, it's kind of true because you learn. Like, oh, you don't need to do this much. I, at least I overcompensated with my first kid. And I think he's like, yeah, I get it. You love me. Like, he's so over me. And then the little guy, you know, you pull back a mm-hmm. little more and then they're more balanced. I also think like, you know, when, when, you ha- when you're having your first kid, I don't know for everyone, but like my parents kind of grew up as well as me growing up. You know, they were in their oh, 30s. Young. And, you know, so I think that we were, it was a learning curve for both of us. For or at sure. least for them. 
So what could somebody do right now listening who's got a depressed teen that could help them? What would you say to you? I guess, you know, just don't like force anything, but just kind of make it clear that you're there for them yeah, and that it's kind of a safe place, you know? And I think that the world is super judgmental, but if you have a parent figure or a parent that makes it a little more safer to be who you are, yeah, then that's probably the best. Because I, I can't even imagine raising a teenager. And, you know, sometimes like even when you're nice to the to the kids, it's like they push back. I know. They're so shitty. So it's like you, you don't want to be overbearing, but you don't want to be underbearing. You know. Just bearing. Just bearing. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, I guess just like just be there. I, I know that sounds like not a rocket science. But that's, but that's the truth of it. Idea. But I think, you know, m- when parents let you know that you can always come to them, mm. but there's no underlying judgment. Because I still felt scared going to my parents. I mean, my mom was literally a judge. That was her job to judge people. Right, right, <laughs> right. And so smart too, and probably very savvy and, yeah. and logical. And, and you're like, exactly. And I can't so there's talk no to room you. for emotion yeah. there, you yeah. know? But yeah. Gosh. So I had the same issue, but not because my parents were super smart, but they're, uh, they're kind of like, like animals you know Mm -hmm. like just (laughs) emotionally like toddlers yeah my parents are emotional toddlers and like I remember I would I sat down with my dad when I was like 13 or 14 and like so depressed I was just like just on the brink of suicidal you know and I was like all right I'm gonna tell him I'm gonna tell him what's wrong and I was like dad I think I think I'm depressed I think I'm sad I think I need help and he's like you are depressed. I am depressed. <laughs> Your life is great. My life was bad. And I'm like, no, I knew I shouldn't have fucking shared with you. It was such a betrayal. And that's when I learned. I'm like, oh, guess we're definitely not sharing with these monsters, you know? And then you just, you shut down and you shut down and you shut down. And thank God I had decent friends. Like I had a great friend group of messed up goth kids. And <laughs> they were, but they were nice. They were good kids. Yeah. And like, yeah, I think each parental generation kind of doesn't understand what kids fully go through. No, um, you know, with especially now with like social media. Oh, can you imagine? And the culture surrounding that. And I couldn't like growing up, we didn't have still didn't have social media in middle school. I think it was my last year of high school. Facebook came out. So there's a whole layer of um, just pressure. I feel like that exists now. Could you imagine? I was so embarrassing. Like, okay, when when my generation, all you could have to express your individuality was like, you had a folder, you know, your binder, mm-hmm. and then like a plastic cover oh, on yeah. the binder, and you could put in like your rad band postcards or stickers. So that was like, so of course it was all the favorite music of mine, and then my locker, like your your oh, locker, yeah. and it would just be decked out with like Sex Pistols or whatever, and like. But it's so embarrassing. Like if I had a fucking TikTok as mm-hmm. a teenager, it would just be. Imagine if the bullying didn't stop at school. Like you would have to go home oh and my then God. read the the comments about you. Like some little dickhead is like, you're ugly. And you're mm-hmm. like, I guess I am. Ugly. 100 likes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. The whole school liked it. Because, <laughs> yeah, because back in the day, you would just prank call a bitch. Yeah. If you hated her and then her dad would pick it up and yell at you or whatever. Star six, seven. Yeah. I love star six. Wait, seven. You block that, that blocks oh. your number so you can prank whoever you want. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Prank calls is a lost art form. Mm-hmm. Not, we were the last generation to be able to do that. Now they're, well, I, I wanted to like do some prank calls like 
I was thinking about starting a podcast. I want to do prank calls, but I guess Such a good in idea. California, you can't um, you can't prank and then uh, without their knowledge because you you can't record or oh, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Without uh, people's knowledge, but you know, Texas, you, do you think you they're want. they're arresting people for prank calls? I mean. I don't know, dude. It's so stupid. There's like looting happening down the yeah. street. We're like, we're here because of your <laughs> prank <laughs> calls. Prank call. Yeah, talk about looting. Now there's also a law that just got passed in California where if you work at a store and the store is being looted, if you try to apprehend the person looting, mm -hmm. you get fined $10,000. I saw it here in CVS downtown. There's someone who came in and just started stealing and they because it's also dangerous for the, the employees to go after to them to for like a $2... <sighs> You know, it's not it's not worth losing your life, but no, it's crazy. It's still like not great, you know. No, not at all. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I have some really cool videos to show you. Oh, you know, I love this. Yeah. Um, let me start off with, um, I want to do the, the body count one. So this girl, this woman, I should say, I'm obsessed with. Her name is Marguerite. And she, like myself, is a, her parents are like Eastern European, Slavic, whatever. And she lives in England and she gives like kind of killer advice to women, to young women. I know you're, you know, you're, this is, you're not married yet. You don't have kids yet. But um, listen to Marguerite. <laughs> Let's see what this bitch has to say. A high body count for women is not a good thing. That's what they say, right? High body count, not good, not good. I'm not agreeing or disagreeing. But I will tell you one thing. Why are you telling them your body count? Hey. Are you in an interrogation? That's what's up, bitch, yes. What's happening? Right. What's happening that you're so liberal with your life and your past? Have some mystery. Have some mystique, baby. If you choose to go on the train of sleeping with every man, and then you regret it, just don't tell anyone. Yeah. You don't have to. No one will know. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, probably a better solution is to be more um, decisive with who you sleep with. I agree with that. If you watch my channel, you will know that. Because we don't let anybody in. We don't just let anybody in. I'm very big <laughs> on that. But if we've made that mistake... However. Who's asking you? Mm-hmm. Who's asking you? Mm. You don't always have to be honest. That's what's up. That's what's up, Marguerite. I love her. I love her. I fucking love you. Marguerite, come on my show. She's got a podcast, too. I love you. This woman, my mother would say the same thing to me. European women, she said to me, Chrissy, do whatever you want, but don't tell anybody about it. I love that. Yeah, why the fuck well, are you telling I men? Think, you know, well, some men, I don't know why they, I, I mean, they shouldn't ask questions they don't want the answers to. <laughs> However, I mean, I kind of get like, like imagine if you went to a hotel room and got a list of all the people who fucked in that bed before you. <sighs> You'd be like, oh, I don't want to stay here, you know? Yeah. But I also like, you know, I, if you're in a relationship, there's got to be an understanding that there were people, there were uh, other people in there 
before VIP VIPness. There is an understanding, but men when they marry you mm-hmm. and they want you to be the Pure. mother of their babies yeah. and the head of their home, they want to be not maybe not the only conquered one, but they want to think that they're buying low mileage. Right. Low mileage. Yeah. And I kind of get it because think like I'm not a turned on by men that have mm-hmm. high mileage. I'll be like, what is wrong with you? You just let you just jizz into anything. You don't fucking care about your body. There's this guy on uh, 90 Day Fiance who keeps <laughs> dropping his trip. body count, which is like 2,500 women. And this girl flew out to like, I think it's Turkey and she didn't want to sleep in his bed. And the bed, the Ugh. headboard was like falling apart. <laughs> And she like insisted on sleeping on the couch the first night she got there, which yeah. I totally get. Yeah, you that's know? so nasty, dude. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think it's good. Guys, right? Don't you kind of... Look, it, I'm not saying all men don't come at me with this <laughs> bull... I, I'm a beta male and I Don't love come at it. me or on me. <laughs> I love knowing that my girl's been jizzed in by half of this, the, the world. But don't you kind of want to know that person has respect for themselves or am I being archaic? Am I too old for this? I mean, I think so. I mean, what do you think? Bliss, so? Blissful ignorance is a good thing, right? You kind of want to think that the woman you're marrying is clean, right, mm-hmm. Annie? Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, sure. I don't know. Yeah, I don't really, I don't really ask that shit. It's it's fine <laughs> to me. I don't give a fuck. Annie doesn't. You don't care either way. I mean, I'm I'm just not. I'm not trying to ask that. They whatever the answer is, I ain't gonna love it. So it's just whatever. You've done what you've done. I like you now. It's all good. Mm-hmm. It's so you don't you don't ask. Nah, I, I'm not a big fan of asking that question. It's like the military. Yeah. Don't ask, Smart. don't tell. Wow. You know, even if the answer, because then it's just like, where does that conversation go? I don't know. Like, what if she said ten? Okay. I don't know. Now I want to know who. You know what I mean? Just, oh, I don't, don't sure. want to do this. I don't want to have this conversation. It's all good. He, so he's rather right. he put his head in the sand. But here's the deal, man. When you're with somebody for you know ten years, fifteen years, that you got it. You're gonna know. You're she's gonna tell you. You're gonna ask. Josh, you don't ask body count on uh, the girlfriend. You, you definitely shouldn't. I, I, <laughs> it doesn't serve you in any way to. I mean, to. I think the less you talk about exes and all that stuff, kind of the better. Wow. Facts. Hard facts. You guys are fucking pussies. <laughs> the lot of you emotional pussies. I cannot believe this. I demand to know. I, now, see, I'm the opposite. I'm, uh, what is it when they, you like to hurt yourself a masochist? Mm. I want to know. I want to know who, when, what <laughs> continent. Their address. Their fucking address. <laughs> that bitch's Facebook because I want to check and see if she's fat and ugly now. Mm, yeah. There, there are women that, Tom, like the fucking Tunisian whore, you know who you are. Damn, called out. He mentioned, we were, we were on the way to get coffee this morning and he's like, we were talking about the Middle East. And he, I go, you know those guys, they wear, they wear the dresses and it keeps them nice and cool. They're cock and balls. Uh-huh. And he goes, yeah, yeah, no, I know I've worn one of them once. And I go, was it in Tunisia <laughs> with your whore? Because he told me he made the mistake of telling me. So maybe I am a fucking idiot. Maybe I should never have asked. I think you're proving our point right now. Fuck. Yeah. Maybe I should never. Don't ask, don't tell. Yeah. Fuck. I'm an idiot. Mm-hmm. But we've been together for so long. And we've done all these podcasts together. Exactly. We're comics. We're comics, right? You date a comic. You can't be not open i date a comic who's dated comics <laughs> let's talk about body count that right it, it, that counts for a lot of bodies even just one 
you know. I feel like it's very I think worse than having a hundred body counts dating a comedian. Oh, way way worse. (laughs) Way worse. Well, you got to be mentally. You know, you guys are both beyond beyond sick inside. Yeah. Which is fine. I like, I prefer it. I honestly like that I can just let this flag fly. Yeah. I can't hold it together. The red flag fly. (laughs) The red flag flying. Yeah. I can't pretend to be a normal person with some dude. Why do that? No, it's fucking lame. Wow. Ignorance is bliss, Mm -hmm. huh? Yeah. Yeah. But I do think an acceptable number, let's say if one were to lie to a mm-hmm. man, I think I think like eight or nine or ten. Yeah. Eight to ten sounds right. Is that like that doesn't make it, you it feel It depends gross. if it's like spread out over ten years <laughs> or like what if they're like it's been eight to ten all this month. <laughs> like I was a virgin up until then, but this month we hit it hard. <laughs> No, I'm saying you say like if if Mar- Miss Mommy Marguerite were to were to give us a number, I would say between okay, let let's be more liberal since this is a different generation. Yeah, this is the hookup culture generation. My generation was AIDS, fear, paranoia, warts. You're gonna die. So we didn't actually we were not. I don't think we were. Our generation is like HPV is like the common cold. Everyone <laughs> has it. Have fun. <laughs> so I would say for my. I think 10 to 15 would be a mm. normal amount for like a 30 year old mm-hmm. woman. What do you think? Does that number sound terrifying to you? Pretend you're 30 and you're getting married at 30. Well, and he's shaking his head. This to you. Yeah. You're, wow. So you Body count is, is like age. It's just a number, you know? <laughs> Annie, what's a number that feels good to you when you hear it? You're like, that's okay. That's the thing. There is no number that's like, oh, cool, you fucked other dudes. I don't know. It's just, it's never going to be a number that I'm hype about. I mean, even zero is, then it's like, why? Mm -hmm. Like zero. Something's wrong with you. It's like, there's no number that's going to make me happy. So I'd rather just, yeah, I don't need to know. It's fine. Especially, man, that would honestly suck even worse if it was like, what if it was 50? You know, it's like, God damn. But what if I fucking love this chick? Like, Whatever she so had a did crazy they. ass pal. Oh, God damn. See, you know, this is where, <laughs> this is where all this fifty of them. <laughs> <laughs> but that—that's I don't know. That's where this conversation goes, and um, yeah, I don't know. It's just—it's never going to be an answer I, I like. So I, I just don't care. See, yeah. it's so funny. It's so interesting because men are actually very sensitive on certain there are certain mm. things like this. Yeah, they don't want to think about another dude dropping loads. Inside of their sacred vessel. I feel like I get it. It, the equivalent of like lying about your body count is like men who are saying they're six feet when they're really 5'10". Yeah. <laughs> totally. You know? Totally six totally, feet. Totally. Only five dudes. Only five dudes. <laughs> yeah. So. Five is too low, I think. Five, yeah. Because then you, see, you seem like, well, what's wrong with you? Exactly. Feel, yeah. Yeah, but Marguerite's right. Do what you want. Just don't fucking tell anybody. Yeah, mm-hmm. why do you have to tell people? All right, I want you to do, oh, it's the stranger danger. Do you know Do you know that phrase, stranger danger? Yeah. What are you laughing about, Annie? It's just, it's just funny you're saying don't tell, and then you're like, why don't you want to know? It's like, you're, we're saying the same thing. Like, don't, I don't want to know, and you don't yeah. need to tell me. Yeah. Yeah. It's the same thing. You don't need to know, and you don't need to tell me. But mm-hmm. that, unfortunately, in long-term relationships, it does come up, and then you're going to, it is a sticky wicket. It is a sticky wicket to say. But why, why does it need to come up? Like, at what just, time is that? Because when you're with someone for so long, you got to have new things to fight about. Yeah. You know? Let's fight about body count this 100%. week. A hundred percent. You run out of like, your underwear's on the floor mm-hmm. or you didn't do the dishes. Like, And then you, you got to dig into who they are as a human being. 
That's how you know you're really into somebody mm-hmm. when you start nitpicking who they were before you, yep. what's wrong with you on the inside, what's wrong with me. It's called a relationship, homie. Yeah. That's what happens. You got to get to know this motherfucker. Mm-hmm. It's very, I think it's very telling, actually, how you treat your body, how you, who you let come inside of your body, especially yeah. as a woman. Listen, this is archaic as hell. I'm gonna, I know I sound like I'm 80,000 years old, but the woman, we create life in our bodies. And if you just let any dude just blow loads inside yeah. of you, like you don't care. You yeah. don't even care about your reproductive. God damn, dude. I don't know. I'm not, not that I'm some virgin or that I was a virginal woman before I married my husband. I'm but. certainly not. Right. But, but like, but I'm also not like the town bicycle. Yeah. <laughs> more like, I'm more like the town electric bicycle. You got to pay the a stationary little. bicycle. <laughs> I don't really go far. Yeah, no. I'm not the town anything. Like, I have to, like, oh, God, this is terrible. But, you know, like, I just had someone tell me, a girlfriend of mine, be like, oh, I slept with so-and-so. And I've been thinking about it for fucking 10 days now. Every oh. day, at least once a day, I'll be like, oh, she slept with fucking that guy. Like, you let that guy jizz inside? Like, I think about it. Yeah. And I know that I still like this person very much, both the people. Mm. But then you're like, mm. I do think less. Yeah. I do think less of this person. Yeah. I'm sorry, a little bit. A little bit. A little bit. But but you know, but that just makes me like them a little bit more too. Cuz I'm like, "Oh, you're dark." All right. Yeah. You're really insecure. Deep and dark. Yeah. Deep, dark, <laughs> heavy loads. All right, let's do a stranger danger. This is a clip about it. As a child therapist, I don't teach my kids about stranger danger, but I do teach them about something else instead, and I want to talk about it today. Yeah, we know you want to talk the about it. The old school idea of stranger danger is that all strangers are bad, and we want to avoid yep. them all, and That's right. we don't talk to strangers. Yes. And this idea can be a little tricky for kids. A, because a stranger can be really hard to conceptualize, and B, because it can lead to some social anxieties if a stranger waves at them or That's says okay. hi on the street. That's all right. And a stranger isn't ill-meaning, they're just trying to be friendly. This can be tough for kids. So you can teach them that it's okay to wave, it's okay to say hi to a stranger, mm. but you can teach them about some strange behavior that they really should be careful of. Here's an example, to her, her. if a stranger or a person that we know ever asked you to keep a secret and not tell us something, you need to let us know right away. That's a strange behavior. If someone ever gives you unwanted touch, so they try and touch you, whether it's a hug or holding your hand or something else, Hold on, pause and it for makes a you feel uncomfortable and you've said no, you need to let us know. Doesn't that confuse and terrify a kid even more? All I was taught <laughs> growing up is just don't take candy from the weird guy in the van. <laughs> But to be fair, that made me want to do it more. So I was always looking for guys in vans handing out candy. Yeah, you're like, where's this candy man? I'm like, this guy just wants to give us candy. (laughs) Candy for a handy. But that, you know. (laughs) Candy for a handy. You know, that's all. But I talk to strangers on the internet all the time. So. That's true. So do I. But I feel like. But telling kids there's people that want to give you unwanted touches. And then there's people that want you to keep secrets. That's way more terrifying then, hey, man, just don't do it. Just don't talk to strangers. Don't just don't talk to any of them. Yeah. Right? I think this is more confusing. The nuances of like, talk to some, but not to all. Just the person that keeps your secret. Da, ba, da, ba, da, da, da. Just be like, no, dude, just don't look at them. Also, like sometimes keeping a secret is part of being a cool person. Absolutely. You should be able to keep <laughs> secrets. 
You're just going to give all your info uh, away? That's so true. Apropos our earlier discussion of numbers and stuff. Now you're just a narc? Yeah. You you're preparing fucking... your kid to get his ass beat. <laughs> no friends. <laughs> keep keep a secret, bro. Yeah, and this is also going to scare them for like sex later. Uh-huh. to touch. Like most of the touches are unwanted in and the beginning. And most of them are uncomfortable. But yeah. the, you got to fight through that <laughs> to find a husband. Right. You know. Right. What are you talking about? It's all of adolescence. The first time you do anything, you're like, oh, this feels weird. Yeah. And you just push through. Yeah. Right? Yeah, 100%. Mostly unwanted touches. Mostly. Mostly. First time you dry hump a dude, mm-hmm. you're like, what is this? Yeah. What is this guy doing to me? Heavy petting. <laughs> don't you hate that yeah the phrase dry like, humping dry humping heavy pe- mm-hmm. oh yeah. like, just fucking it sounds puke. all unwanted right yeah even frenching i yeah. think Ooh. is so funny to me like, i prefer to american <laughs> french and then we frenched or fingered sounds awful too nope Ugh. nope <laughs> All unwanted. I know. I'm bringing. It's bringing me back to bad memories. All right, let's uh, show my dear friend the the mom one of spicy behavior. Like it's it. not your child's behavior that's the problem. It's your belief about what their behavior means, what it says about you as a mom. Can you pause it for a second? There's this trend which I've noticed on TikTok is that you have to be doing an obscure activity while telling people facts now. Either you're putting on your makeup, which I tried doing one of these videos, actually quite difficult to do your makeup well and convey information. And then the swingers, they love to talk with their hands. So this asshole's like, well, then I'm a swinger. And then I took the pineapple club. And now this broad is making an omelet. There's a there's a whole TikTok thing where girls will put on makeup to your stand up joke. Right, right. And that will go even more viral than your joke. (laughs) And you have this bitch in perfect makeup telling your O.J. Simpson joke. (laughs) And she's getting booked at all the big clubs now. Hater. Hater. But what a skill set that this woman can talk about, like, child therapy and make a cake. So so she's telling you again. I I could do like I. Let, let's 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 keep going. Sorry. Good mother wouldn't have a child who acts this way. That's or true. Or a good child would listen to what you the angles, first time you ask something. Angles. When you change your okay. internal narrative, all this space opens up for Frying you to learn the new tips, omelet. techniques, and approaches. This is amazing. Which make it more likely your spicy one is cooperative and connected. Join what? me and moms of spicy ones. Let's do the work together. She's eating the omelet. I mean, this what's is a spicy a- woman? No, I think it's a spicy one, right? A spice, but the, the subtitling is doing it wrong. Oh, okay. So she's like, hey, look, if your kid's an asshole, it's not because you're an asshole. And that's the the, the, the fear of when your kid acts out, especially in public, can be very embarrassing. Like uh, like we just said, my, like my, I broke the dish and my dad in public and my dad was embarrassed because it's a reflection on him. Mm-hmm. But that's also kind of narcissistic, which my dad is a huge mm-hmm. piece of shit, self-centered, toddler, emotional, narcissistic. Yeah. So she's saying that's the fear the parent has is that this kid's doing this because of me. Yeah. I am I am this way, therefore the kid is that way. And it's not always the case. Sometimes it could be true, not usually. Whenever I'm an asshole, I just blame my parents. <laughs> for sure. It's their fault. I'm this way. Me too. I've spent I've spent a lot of time doing that. I think it works. Yeah. Why assume responsibility for any of this shit? Take none. We've learned so much in this episode, yeah. uh, Rachel Wolfson. We've learned that men are 
indifferent to your body count, mostly because of the terror of knowing the truth. Mm-hmm. Not, not what we said. Neither of us said that. <laughs> what did you say? So we don't want to know. Yeah, just that we don't want to ask. But why? Because we're not indifferent. <laughs> because of the terror of knowing the truth. Just because there's no number that's going to be a good mm-hmm. number. So you might as well just not ask the question. What's don't the ask. point? Don't, it, it's don't like, ask. Don't tell. It, it, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I feel the same I when, a, when a girl it. asks me for my last ex or whatever. It's Ooh. like, you don't want to see. I know you don't. You're going to compare. And if there's anything that's like better than you, you're going to freak. It's You don't want to know. You just don't want to Can know. I tell you what so, I'm so looking forward to? Is the comments that are going to be under this clip when they cut the promo <laughs> about the body count? <sighs> Bitches are going to be mad. Dudes are going to be Bring mad. Bring it on. Oh, it's going to be a spicy meatball. Spicy. Rachel Wolfson, you can see her at the New York Comedy Festival November 5th and November 17th at the Agua Caliente in Palm Springs. Thank you so much for joining. Yeah, I'm for so pumped me. you're here in, in Austin, and yeah. I can't wait to do more of these with you now Hell that yeah. you're local. We're around. Yeah. <laughs> all, all of my personalities. All, oh, <laughs> all right. I love you. Subscribe to the show. Subscribe to my channel. And until next time, stay cool, moms. Bye. Where my mom's, where my mom's, where my mom's at. Where my mom's wearing thongs, hitting bongs at. Raising kids, cleaning shits, need a long nap. Where my mom's, where my mom's, where my mom's at. Where my mom's at.